Things remain tense between Canada and India. This is days of tit-for-tat diplomatic measures that we've seen after Prime Minister Trudeau accused the Indian government of being involved in the murder of Hardeep Singh Nijar, a prominent Sikh activist. It has in many ways put Canada on the hot seat, having to justify why it went public with this information and then uh, to demonstrate what proof it has. And then, of course, there is the obvious big question here, too. If this is true, what do we do? I mean, what happens to the relationship between India and Canada if it turns out India did play a role in this? That's the question that our next guest tries to answer in his latest column for the Global Mail newspaper. Gary Mason, national affairs columnist, joins us now to talk about that. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Sammy. Now, your latest column really does kind of lay this all out. How tough of a spot do you think Canada is in right now? Oh, I think it's in a I think it's in a terrible spot, really. Um it's you know it's it's made a very very serious allegation against a uh, against a, a one of the most powerful countries in the world, and uh, you know it, I, the question becomes I mean if it's if the allegation is proven true, what does Canada, uh, a middle power that really depends on a country like India for its, for trade, um, what does it do about it? And uh, um, the answer that I came up with is not not a heck of a lot. And uh, I don't think I don't see many of our allies uh, jumping to uh, our side and and doing anything radical in terms of putting pressure on India or penalizing India in any way for, you know, for an extra judicial killing, if that's what it's determined happened here. OK, let's break down your thoughts on this a little bit more then. If it is not a lot, why do you think that? I'm sorry. If, if, well, like, if, why do you think there wouldn't be a not a lot that would happen if it turns out India did do this? Why would Canada be on well, its own, do you think? Well, OK, I mean, I, I, first of all, I, I just don't think that the federal government is going to you know, jeopardize billions of dollars in trade uh, with that country over over the killing of one of our citizens, I think you know there might be other avenues that Canada would would take. Uh, you know, you know, maybe call it, you know, call home their diplomats. Um, I, you know, I, I I brought up the prospect of severing diplomatic relations with India. I I don't even see that happening, to be quite honest with you. It's just that, it's just that we depend so much on India. I just don't think that the Prime Minister would would put that sort of the economic ties with that country at risk over over this matter. I think that there would there there might be other things. The foreign agent registry is something that they've been talking about. Maybe that's something. But you know, you look. I brought brought up in the column, Simi. You know, the the two Michaels. You know, that yes. they were they were ki- kidnapped by China um, over retaliation for uh, Canada. You know. Um, detaining Ming Zhuo on behalf of the Americans and who had an extradition request out. They, they jailed two innocent Canadians for nearly three years. And the federal government, you know, said that it was going to do something about this kind of coercive diplomacy and this was outrageous and blah, 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 blah. And this went on for, you know, three years. But what was the end result to me? Like what, what yeah. price did China pay for, for that? Absolutely nothing. We didn't even call. We didn't even, you know, send home any of their diplomats over the matter. So, uh, I mean, I, I understand that this is a little bit more serious when you're talking about the murder of a Canadian citizen. But I mean, you know, China got away with something pretty egregious itself. And if anything, it gave China the opportunity to demonstrate to the world that, you know, if you cross us, 
we will we will kidnap your citizens and keep them until we get our way. So, I mean, that's just one example. I've, I've raised others in, in, in well, the piece as well. You use the great example, I think, of, of Saudi Arabia, of, of some uh, of the things that Saudi Arabia has been accused of. And yet it doesn't seem to affect Saudi Arabia at all on the world stage. Yeah, I mean, we all remember uh, being horrified by the uh, the murder and dismemberment of Washington Post journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi. And at the time, uh, Joe Biden was running for you know president of the United States. And he said, if elected, he was going to make uh, Saudi Arabia and, and, and its crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman, par- a global pariahs. Well, two years later, as U.S. president, there was Joe Biden in Saudi Arabia, fist bumping with with the same, you know, crown prince and talking, you know, global energy security. And and the reality is that trumps those kind of, you know, matters <laughs> like the, the, the killing of a, of a in, innocent person. I mean, it, it's kind of disgusting to even imagine that. But but that's just that's just the, the real politic of, of, of today's world. Right. So you think that we should remember all of that when we're getting upset and people are getting outraged over this? No, I, I mean, I, I still think we need to get up, upset and outraged over it. I mean, you can't just simply look at this and, and, and say, well, you know, shrug well, yeah. your shoulders. I mean, you, you can't. I mean, I, I understand that. But all I'm saying is, you know, I think Canadians need to be realistic about um, you know, what is what consequences India is going to have to pay here. And I think we also have to be realistic about uh, the notion that other countries, our allies, are going to jump in here and, you know, go along with economic sanctions to penalize India on Canada's behalf. I just I just don't see that happening. I'm not saying for a second that we shouldn't be outraged and angry and, uh, you know, maybe do something on a diplomatic scale. But I think we need to be realistic about what, what, you know, what could ultimately happen here, what ultimate price India might have to pay if it's proven that they did play a role in all this. Right. So uh, the most that we could hope to do here is somehow perhaps damage India's reputation or damage like China's reputation in situations like this. We're not really going to cause any economic pain. I don't think so. I don't I don't see it. I mean, I guess we could we could, you know stop allowing, uh, you know, students from India to come and study in Canada. I mean, we could we, we could curtail issuing visas. Um, I mean, I suppose those are avenues that the country could take. But, you know, the other thing, Simi, is, you know, in a couple of years, so let's say we take some actions like that. Let's say we, we stopped issuing visas to um, Indian nationals who want to come to Canada uh, as, a, as a penalty. Well, and then the conservatives get into power in two years. Well, I can guarantee you, I can guarantee you right now that they would reverse that decision because um, the conservative government loves the Modi, Modi government. And I, I, I think that they would say that that was not in Canada's interest to, to do that. So um, any, any actions that the Trudeau government might take could be very short lived, uh, you know, if the conservatives take power in two years time. It's kind of depressing, though, isn't it, Gary, to think about that, that Canada's options are very limited here. It's very limited. uh, Absolutely. But, you know, at the same time, I I cited the fact that, you know, Iran has just been made chair of a United Nations uh, uh, human, you know, humanity uh, panel. I mean, this is one of the, you know, worst regimes you know in in the world and and they've been given this 
you know, special position at the UN. And it's just like, oh, my God, like what is going on in this world of ours? It's just it, it's depressing. I think yeah, that, you, you. Yes. you hit it on the on the on the on the head right there. It really is. But Gary, thanks for talking to us about it this morning. We appreciate your time. Okay, Sammy, as always, I enjoyed it. Yeah, great column. That is Gary Mason, National Affairs Columnist for the Globe and Mail. It is depressing, but unfortunately, it's sad but true that Canada's options are very limited. And it's not just our options. As Gary points out, just take a look at what's happening on the world stage. Anybody who is outraged, even if the United States is outraged over something Saudi Arabia does or China does, the options, because of the economics and the ties and everything, always remain quite limited, don't they? That is the frustrating part about all of this.